0: she kind of dope, Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown, you don't have one ho. Yes, I do, yes, I do, that little girl who's new, smiled at me, smiled at me, at lunch today, and tonight we'll go home and pray, that tomorrow she might come and say, Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown. I'm glad to know you. Hi, welcome to Weekly Heroics uh, to True Freaks Guide to Heroes on TV, covering Chapter 21 of Legion, which should be Season 3, Episode 2 of Legion, the final season of Legion. Still torn up about that. I'm here once again with Pat Delmore, still haven't uh, been able to retrieve Parametal metal Hero from the time stream. He's bopping around, uh, you know, collecting collecting sports information and stuff to bet on in the future and uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> faster. I don't know what, but uh, he, he will be back with us eventually. Actually, I suspect Hero's uh, probably busy assembling his uh, cast protection um, crew, you know, getting Stranger Things Season 3 uh, ready to be taken care of, uh, which I just finished binge watching yesterday. Uh, how
1: did how it did all shake up? i am got halfway.
0: I—I I don't know. I'm not. Hugely happy with the season, but it's, I think I said all along that I don't think you're going to catch the lightning in the bottle on that show again, like you did with the first season. Yeah. Uh, just because it's kind of become, I don't know, it just feels like the the fans serve and the references seem to be a little less organic as they go on and it just kind of becomes an 80s clip show in a way. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's. I still have a prevailing theory about uh, Stranger Things, and in, in that the monsters involved, since there is a psychic, you know, um, psychic element to them, that the uh, the monsters in Stranger Things are literally just like sucking culture, you know, pop culture references out of people's brains that they attack in order to, you know, kind of like it. Which this yes, this season yes. is very it and there's a lot of it in this season and uh, a lot of the thing and so I think the creature is literally just like taking 80s movies and that's how it decides what it's forms are and shit so as mm-hmm. so long yeah. as I have that in my head canon it's it's still a good show but otherwise it's getting a little too too fan wankery for my my taste but
1: yep, it's a member berries <laughs> show <laughs>
0: yeah yeah uh, even more so than you know just, uh, just far too much Madonna in this season that's all I'm saying but Anyway, that's that's not our show. That's that's Cast Protection over on the Tutu Freaks podcast network that you're listening to this on, and I'm, I'm sure uh, Hero will be coming out with that very, very soon. But we're covering Legion, and uh, we've decided to switch things up into a very detailed synopsis this time around, um, because the first episode was a lot of visual and a lot of action scenes, a little light on actual exposition and plot, but this one's a lot denser, so... I found us a nice little, uh, very detailed synopsis similar to the ones I used to write. And me and Pat are going to switch off here and and basically read scenes that happened. And then we'll discuss, you know, we'll we'll just editorialize as we go along. And hopefully that'll be the best way to go. And if not, complain to us at cheapscottproductions at gmail.com and put Legion in the headline or the subject line uh, so I can. You know, separated from the other three emails I get from other shows. <laughs> we start off though <laughs> with uh, they're definitely double down on on David not being a particularly great person in this one, and and uh, but they, they start off with some some Charlie Brown stuff for us. We get Oh Good Grief from the Vince Guaraldi Trio, uh, which we had to look up, but it's it's literally a song from one of the old uh, Charlie Brown cartoons. You know, talking about his hopes that the the girl will... What was it? the, uh, was it Not with the girl with the red hair, but what, what was her, like, designation? Yeah, it was like the girl with the red hair, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, presumably he smiled at him, and so things, things are going better for Charlie Brown, but not necessarily David Holler. So let's jump into it. Um, we we'll start out. Switch receives instructions on how... Temporal interactions don't go as planned. Just listening to her little self-help apes, uh, tapes about time travel, and uh, when traveling into the p- the past, it's important to have a plan and you know limit your interactions. All that you know, Back to the Future shit. And Lenny removes switches headphones and says that David wants to see her, but not to get any ideas that still her Major Domo, or his maj- Major Domo, uh, because David needs her. Uh, which we're starting to believe less and less because obviously Switch is the focus of this season. So, And if Switch wants to be part of the Commune, um, Switch needs to remember that Lenny works for David. Switch uh, tells her that she just wants to be part of the Collective. And when Lenny first takes off the headphone, she's like, oh, cool, You know, she listens for a second, is that Japanese? And she's like, no Chinese. But then I think Switch actually answers her back in Japanese, doesn't she?
1: I think it, no. She answers her in Chinese. Is
0: it in Chinese? It sounded yeah. more like Japanese. Like I actually fucking know, but I mean, my extent of Japanese is anime, and my extent of Chinese is pretty much Firefly. So don't listen. Yeah, to I me, don't.
1: But. I don't know a non-racist way to say how to distinguish phonetically between Japanese and Chinese. When
0: <laughs> right. You hear it, but <laughs> no, I, I usually can tell the difference between. A lot of the Asian languages, but I just couldn't at this point. It sounded like Japanese to me. The last thing that Switch says, which basically is like, I just want to serve the master and be part of the collective mm-hmm. to All really right. get Lenny off her back. But
1: continue, sir. <laughs> David is listening to his mental selves arguing with each other, and Lenny brings Switch to him. David su- sends uh, Lenny a mental suggestion that she's hungry. so she just So he dismisses her. She smiles and goes inside to eat. David asks Switch how her power works, and she explains that she visualizes a hallway with doors leading into the past and future. He has her demonstrate, and Switch opens a portal and goes through into the hallway. David is unable to follow her. We get some very, very uh, Bill Sienkiewicz hands on the portal as David tries to push through the elongated fingers and... Switch says that she always goes alone. She's unable to pull David in, and he assures her that he's not mad. David asks if she believes that he's a good person and says he's going to fix all the bad things in the world and save lives, starting with him. He plans to turn up the volume
0: on her power and says that he knows a guy. So Clark, uh, we zip over to the, uh, the big blue striped plane. Clark is questioning <laughs> Squirrel, the alchemist that they captured in the last episode, and, and rudely rips his wig off. And he's just like, dude bra. Uh, he's strapped into a chair at the bottom of the plane. This this helicarrier has its own Hulk trap, apparently. Uh, if you want to go back to the Avengers movie for reference, um, there's a big red button, and apparently it'll drop uh, Squirrel right out of the plane if he does not tell Clark what he wants to hear. So Squirrel says they should get off on the right foot, you know, the correct foot, man. Uh, and David teaches uh, that they're all brothers and all that hippie stuff and Clark asks where the commune house is saying it disappeared when they came from David and and Squirrel is just funny he's like that doesn't sound like a house man (laughs) You know, house usually has like foundations and and brick and mortar and all that stuff and then of course Clark shows him a photo of David and it's like you know this him you know and he says I'm a good boy you know implying that uh, he's not going to nark out David, and Clark wonders who he's talking to. The Squirrel mutters song lyrics, which happens to be uh, Jump by, uh, what was it? Um, Chris Cross? Chris Cross, yeah. Chris Cross, Mac Daddy, make it. And uh, it was probably the wrong song for him to be singing, considering the condition he's in. um, or The position he's in. And uh, Clark, uh, you know, eventually adjust, ejects him from the bottom of the plane. And then goes to Carrie, science Carrie, and tells him to deploy the parachute. And Carrie does so and monitors Squirrel, uh, telling Clark that he's headed south on foot. So this was all a ploy just to track him to get back to David. Squirrel limps through the
1: streets, and Lenny pulls up in a van and tells him to get in. Women from the commune are inside, and when Squirrel hesitates, Lenny holds up a vial of blue liquid. Clark, Carrie, and Carrie are watching by hidden camera. And Clark tells Carrie that she can find Lenny by finding, da- finding David is the priority. Meanwhile, the women pull Squirrel into the van, and Lenny
0: drives off. Sid uh, kneels before the crater that David created when the house disappeared and wonders what he did. She finds the bloody tooth again, which we're not even sure who that's from yet, do we? No. Mm -hmm. It looks like a tiny skull, too. Does it? it. yeah. Yeah could be and as she turns to walk away David mentally projects his consciousness there and just gives his big sad speech that he didn't want to scare her and Sid tells him that she's not afraid and David points out that the commune just wants to be left in peace, he hasn't been bugging anybody and he insists that he helps people open their minds if they, you know, stop loving themselves and they lose peace and no one else could possibly love them and Sid is not having it and and basically he tells David that he has no idea what her life is like and she asks him, you know, very, very me too. Um, you know, have you ever heard the expression that uh, men are afraid women are laugh- will laugh at them and women are afraid men will kill them? And he enters her mind for a moment, which she does not like, obviously, and Sid tells him not to. And Sid advises uh, him to turn himself in and David asks if it's to cure him or kill him. And he says that he saw Sid kill him twice in the other timelines he insists that he's a good person and deserves a love so we're, <laughs> we're doubling down on that and said flat out calls him out it's like Yo, you know you drugged me and raped me and and <laughs> i was a little surprised that they're that they're not walking that back at all and you know because they probably took some flack for it but uh they're, they're sticking with us and i think it's a bold move um so i don't know if they're going to try a redemption arc or not but it's not looking like it so far Although at the end of the the episode might tell us a different story. Yeah, but um, and he suggests, you know, go It's like I'll go back and change the timeline so it never happened. And she's like that. It'll still have happened. Basically, I just won't remember. You know, you're still the same person. And she says he ends the world, so she can't let him go. David Anger sweeps out, changing the blue, peaceful fluid that he projects to the commune, uh, to red, and scary stuff, and the pig tardigrade is getting kind of decrepit and ugly, and not that I wasn't weird and ugly before, but it's getting uglier, and the members go into a frenzy, and David screams in fury.
1: Yeah, his, uh, his response to the, uh, you know, women are afraid, men will kill the line, mm-hmm. like, he'd never heard that before. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And, and he's
1: so, so like, wow. But, but that happens all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are
1: a lot of, there are a lot of people that get told that and are really shocked.
0: Yeah. Uh, to hear it. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, bru- it's brutal and truthful. And yep. it's, you know, it's something a lot of people don't like to think about in pleasant company, but it's, it's <laughs> a, it's an absolute reality for, for women living since the dawn of time. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I think it's very bold of Noah to be addressing this stuff on this, this show and it's, you know, probably getting its fair share of, mm, you know, why don't you just leave your shit out of my comic book shows, you know, but guess what? There it is, you know. I don't know that any of those people are watching No, nah, they I think it's, this show's a little beyond them. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't I mean, think... G- I mean, if uh, Melissa, Melissa
1: Benoist, that would go crazy, but... Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, this actress whose name I can't even call to mind. Right, says it on Legion.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, that's you know that's probably. I mean Noah says that he planned it out for three seasons, but I, I don't know what kind of ratings this is getting. I, I imagine it's a little kind of smaller, probably comfortable enough ratings, but you know it's definitely niche for mm-hmm. people like us that, that like yep. this weird stylistic stuff and you know if it's got a message too great but we're really kind of along for the ride um but you know they're they're not walking it back and i think that's brave um so that's awesome uh and with the rest of a one uh jeffrey epstein today it's it's probably more relevant than ever true (laughs) wow So Lenny drives the van
1: through the countryside to a barn. I want to say the song that's playing is "Blue Jay Way" by the Beatles.
0: Okay, I gotta check into that because I did not recognize it myself. Um, Write that down in my notes because I do like to have Um, music in this podcast.
1: I'm not. I'm not positive. It just. It really invokes a scene in uh, Across the Universe with a psychedelic bus that Mm -hmm. had Blue Jay Way playing. Right. Yep. And I've actually been thinking of that since the bus, the yellow bus first showed
0: up in the uh, last episode. Right. Well, there's any number of rock and roll bus references that that they could go to. So, uh, yeah. So the women
1: emerge from the back,
0: and Squirrel asks if they're at the
1: house. He gets out and walks through the forest and tells and comes to where the women are seated at the table. Lenny tells him to sit. Everyone sips their tea, and she asks Squirrel where he's been. So this is the mad tea party. Yeah. Know. The long shot of the table. Uh, Lenny, Lenny makes it a great, great Mad Hatter.
0: Time, oh, and, oh, she yeah. makes it great. And you know, when she crawls across the table, I get weird feelings in places. Uh, don't listen to that part, Tina.
1: <laughs> Squirrel says that he was in the airplane he asks for the drug and Lenny dangles it in front of him and importantly to to the mad tea party refers to it as blue wine
0: because
1: mm-hmm. the uh, one of the first things they say when Alice comes to the mad tea party is have some wine yeah. but there isn't any she says that he's not a beginner and the women push a man-shaped dispenser kind of a Winston Churchill shaped dispenser for Churchill with a cloth of Trump's
0: hair. Right, yeah, it was a good, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a nondescript ambiguous little figure yeah, that might or a, might not look like a, a cigar, current politician. It's got the,
1: yeah, it's got a cigar. it's got a <laughs> Churchill hat on.
0: So yeah. It's the the
1: hat is kind of the bung for the thing. Uh, yeah. He removes the Spencer's hat, pours the drug in, it breathes in the fumes that it sprays out
0: it's important to note that the the blue you know drug has turned to red now. Yeah. He's like, "Where's the where's the blue stuff, man?" And, and that's when Lenny says that he's graduated to the red stuff. You ever seen blue wine, man? I have totally seen blue wine. Yeah, you know, it's, it's <laughs> a thing. You can make alcohol in any shape or form nowadays. <laughs> so back at the uh, back at the ranch, so to speak, Clark, Carrie, and Carrie watch. And Kerr reports that he isn't sure if David is at the tea party or not. The Vermillions report that there's a sixty-three chance, uh, or sixty-five percent chance—I think it's sixty-three actually—chance of capturing the accomplices. And Clark says that, that you know Lenny's a priority; we don't care about anybody else. And, and the Vermilions approve the uh, mission. Apparently, the mainframe—and no Patamani mainframe—for some reason this this episode. Um, just the mustache creatures. <laughs> and of course uh, Punch and Carry leads a squad to the spot where Squirrel stares at the women and his eyes turn red and the drugs take effect, man and the Division soldiers arrive and the commune women attack them Clark drops the net capturing the women without a fight it's good to see the Division uses uh, non-lethal stuff, though I yeah. gotta say they used the big, you know, stage hook on a Squirrel before and they used nets and, you know so they're, they're You know, they could just come through with fucking sentinels and wipe everybody out, but they're 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 trying to do the right thing.
1: Well, like Sid said, those are just teenage (laughs) girls with daddy issues. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) uh, The squirrel attacks Carrie. It just doesn't go very well for him. The millions pull him away while at the van, and Lenny drives away with Carrie. um, Science Carrie, so Lenny basically kidnaps him. And Clark calls Carrie and asks if he has eyes on Lenny, and Carrie yells for Carrie getting confusing yet and Carrie runs for where they parked the van Farouk is in a
1: lounge playing the piano playing Oh Christmas Tree from yes the the Charlie Brown Charlie Brown Christmas (laughs) it's I mean it's that recording it's not like arranged to sound like it it's the Vince Giraldi again Sid comes in on the real world in the plane lounge and says that they need to talk. She tells Farouk that David thinks that he's the victim. And Farouk says that David's reality is false, so talk is useless. Sid describes how she killed David twice, and Farouk warns that David has Switch. He says that they have to stop Switch first, and warns they won't surprise David again. Sid wonders how David destroys the world, figuring that if they knew that they could get ahead of him and Farouk says it would be f- that it wouldn't be fun in that he tells Sid that a lover could sneak up on David Sid refuses to do it even to save the world and Farouk tells her that the, intimacy, that the intimacy they need is emotional rather than physical he offers to teach her so
0: she can stab him in the back while he thanks her I would teach you to lie so well he would thank you for stabbing him <laughs> in the back or something uh, I could just read, uh, listen to that actor read the freaking phone book yeah he's fun <laughs> So, science. Carrie wakes up in a locked room. A woman brings in food, and Lenny moves behind her, uh, keeping her out of line of sight. And he grabs his coat and leaves when she isn't looking, closing the door behind him. Two good dancers. Now. Yes, and, two uh, really good dancers yeah, in that scene. Uh, Daffy or whatever that that
1: actress's name is.
0: Yeah. Uh, Carrie walks through the commune past the pig room, which is just pumping out the red smoke. <laughs> By drugs. And, yeah. And then David <laughs> appears and uh, points out that Carrie tried to gas him at the trial. He points out that Carrie said that David's mind can't reconcile the person they see with the person he thinks he is. David assures Science Carrie that he's not going to kill him because he's going to do something for him. He, he wants Carrie to build an enhancement tank like they did for David in, I think, uh, season one. Yeah. Uh, and he explains in season one or season two. Well, he did it in it season two. It was season one. two. That's how okay. he traveled to the future. That's right. That's right. And he explains that he needs uh, something that magnifies his switch powers. And uh, he, Carrie has to build it so he can fix things. Carrie asks David to come back with him, but David refuses and tells Carrie to open his heart. uses his mental powers to convince Carrie that he wants to do it. And Lenny puts a mask on Carrie and drugs him with a gas. And Lenny's on his back. And he combs what he believes is... Um, punchy Carrie's hair, and there's a knock at the nearby wardrobe door. Carrie finds it to open a mirror, showing himself as a young science, or a punchy Carrie. He pulls her out of the mirror, and as you said, they do a glorious dance routine, and they argue over who should lead. Carrie becomes David, and he says that he'll lead. Um, yeah, let me check out this, uh, Bill Irwin is, of course, uh, yeah. science Carrie, and, uh, Amber Thunder is, um, punchy carry and yep, they both definitely got some moves and. A well, they, bit... Go ahead.
1: The, the gal that was in the the clock room with
0: him too. Yeah, yeah. When I mean, he
1: does the escape, I mean, she has to be able to respond to all the stuff he's doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, they they do hire some fine choreographers on this show. We got to give them that. And, and Bill Irwin like dances and just a usually silly dance, but he's very graceful mm-hmm. and good in this one.
1: I've seen him perform live yeah. he is he is amazing and uh, also also it's the guy from the uh, you know don't worry be happy video too so. yeah
0: yeah <laughs> well one of his best dance things is is in uh, my blue my blue heaven with Steve Martin catch it great yeah. movie watch it it's good fellows with laughs sort of yep uh, <laughs> to wrap it's it up for us so
1: long since I've seen that yeah. I just remember the turtle going down the garbage disposal (laughs) Oh, yeah. Carrie wakes up on a table and Switch pours tea and asks how he is. She asks if he's ever seen the time hallway, and she says that she needs Carrie to expand her field so he can take David with her. Carrie says that he'll need tools and technology, and Switch leads him to a laboratory where Lenny is waiting with the equipment. Uh, In a very... Very sexy, doesn't look like she's wearing underwear and her shirt front is all covered in her naughty bits. uh, She dismisses Switch and asks Carrie what he is doing. And he describes how he plans to expand Switch's time travel field. Carrie looks over the equipment and Lenny asks what David is going to do. Carrie
0: smiles and says that David is going to save the world. Which... is either, do we think this is David, like, talking through Carrie? He's pretty much brainwashed him, so. That, I don't know. I mean, that's what, you know, that's how David perceives all of his shenanigans, basically, you know, or his, his motivation for going, you know, he, he swears it's not to get Sid back, but do we yeah. know, you know, he so he thinks it's to save the world and fix the world, which we have, uh. Theorized on this podcast is going to... I still say they're kind of moving closer to Legion Quest type stuff.
1: Oh, they definitely are.
0: And uh, I don't know if you've seen any previews, but we apparently get Mr. Xavier next... Uh, this week, well, it, oh, it'll be great. tonight as this great. podcast comes out, so... waiting. Well, to see, yep, waiting to see how they... He managed that one. I don't know. could go either way. <laughs> I don't know if they'll actually even call him Charles Xavier, but we know. Uh, because theoretically his mother's name should be Gabriel then, Gabriel Haller. Yeah. So we'll see how close they, they go to the books on that one. I'm real curious about that. Well, yeah. uh, I mean, they've. I think they've got to, like, they have to say her name. I, I think it yeah. was true. <laughs> so. I mean, they said uh, Amal Farouk. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's straight up from the comics, so why not go with Charles Xavier, you know? And Fox is obviously done with the X-Men for oh, ever, so... Yeah. <laughs> they can pretty much use whatever they want at this point. They couldn't when this was probably being made, but... I think this season was probably in production, you know, when the whole... Yeah, well, that bio, was all going down. You know, and they, they knew ahead of time, but I'm, I'm sure Marvel... Disney Marvel, you know, wasn't going to really tie their hands to anything, you know, so they've pretty much given Noah free reign on how weird to make this anyway, so yeah, i looking forward to, 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 it'll probably be tonight by the time this comes out if I'm not late on it, which I might be so I apologize, just use a time traveler and go back and listen to this before you actually watch the show if necessary, something something I guess. um
1: no, it doesn't come
0: out until uh, tomorrow night, I don't think. Right. This being recorded on a Sunday, but people yeah. actually listening to this will be listening to it either Monday or Tuesday, depending on how motivated I get tomorrow and how hungover I am because it's karaoke night tonight. Uh, so that Nice. Is, that could get ugly. <laughs> you got to sing that Charlie Brown song. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they have that one. I can't even get them yeah. to do most of the. They don't even have most of the songs I want to sing. It's weird musical taste, like that. It's hard for karaoke people that you know just want you to do stuff from Greece and you know, and Paradise by the Dashboard Light. And I come up there, it's like, yes, some deep cuts from Pink Floyd, and they're like do comfortably no. Like all right, I'll fucking do comfortably no again. <laughs> <But>.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I'm bad like that too. uh... <laughs> What's it, um, Dr. Hook, I will frequently do, mm-hmm. I did Sylvia's mother at karaoke one time and weirded out the whole room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: let's see, what am I saying, You Comfortably number. Wish You Were Here, I've done, uh, I did Road to Nowhere by the T-Heads last time, I was nice. pretty, pretty proud I was able to pull that off, I think I pulled it off, you know, nobody ran screaming from the bar, so. Uh, our karaoke's touchy, man. We've got some, like, really, really excellent singers there, like, and, uh, some really terrible ones, and I always prefer to follow the terrible ones, because i are mediocre at best, but, uh, the, the really good ones are just like, okay, I don't want to sing after them, ever. Uh- <laughs> Why don't we have terio- ter- ter- karaoke karaoke <laughs> on Legion yet? I mean, we should have. There should be like a straight up singing scene, you know, of uh, of them at a bar or something. That would be epic. Get on it. Yeah, Nolan. Agent Carter
1: kind of had it.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, you know, that's always a good go to karaoke scene. You really can't go wrong with that. It's either it's always hilarious. You mm-hmm. know. Did you get there on the Flash when you were covering that? Yeah, yeah, the karaoke episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know if we covered it, but I watched it. We gave up the Flash pretty early. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know if we'll ever go back in time enough to get back on that track, but I haven't even seen like past the the middle of the third season of The Flash at this point. I haven't even caught up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yet this year. I'm just like, I don't know, I'm burned out on the more traditional superhero stuff, I think. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, me too. Unfortunately, I mean, I when
1: I had um, the first roommate I lived with here, you know, the Flash was appointment television in the morning after it aired, but they took it off Hulu. Yeah, so there was really no way to watch it, and yeah, I think I've seen the first three seasons from beginning to end, and that's it. So I watch the uh, the special, the crossover special every year Mm -hmm. is what I watch, and that's it. Not even
0: catch the last crossover yet. I just I don't know. Oh, the the Superman one. Oh, it's no. good. It's good. It's it's all they're throwing them all on yes. Netflix now. So yeah. I'll get around to it.
1: But <laughs> yeah, it's if it, that's worth watching. And I didn't. I hadn't seen any of the stuff around it really. I just watched it on its own. It works fine because they just wanted to tell a Superman story with the other characters in the periphery. So
0: yeah, can't beat that. Yeah, but we're gonna have a busy week, a uh, busy summer on, on weekly heroics. We really are, especially <laughs> with the
1: with the play going on. Um, that too, yeah. Sundays, yeah. Sundays might be the time to to do it. Sunday afternoons.
0: Well, it, the, the, we're yeah. still in show here, man. So the listeners don't have to know, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, where where or when the magic is made <laughs> happens in the time stream. It's just out there, dude. Right. And. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, I'm just I'm trying to promo. Yeah, we've got the boys coming up this summer. and um, Preacher. Preacher in August, I, which I didn't think it was even coming out this, this summer. But it is, so, yeah. I think I, yeah, I read the first
1: two-thirds of the boys, so I'm pretty prepared to.
0: Yeah, i got to revisit it. it. Um, that should, should be an interesting, all the trailers have just looked batshit crazy. So Yeah, I'm just,
1: glad they got Carl Urban. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh you know, we Huey is not going to be Simon Simon (laughs) Pegg.
0: I I think maybe that's why they, they, the, it sounds like he's American in this. It sounds like he has no accent at all. So, okay. And he's very Irish, you know, or Scottish. Yeah. In in the, in the books. And he's literally Simon Pegg in the books. Yeah. You know, so they probably figure it's like, all right, we can't get Simon for this. Let's change up the character a little bit or people start bitching at us. (laughs) You know, you think they could get Nick Frost for it. though? That would be cool, too, yeah. He seems yeah. like the kind of guy that's game. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought it was a weird choice. I, we'll see how it pans out. But it sounds like yeah. Urban's got the one with, like, the heavy Irish accent in it. Yeah. Um, which, I think the butcher was actually the American in the books. I, I don't remember exactly. Maybe not. No, no he, was he was British. He had dude. the
1: same... They specified he sounded exactly like Michael King.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So, hmm. So, anyway, I'll just... It's just going to be nuts if they pump yes. any kind of good money in it. There's a lot of weirdness in that book. <laughs> and they already got the shark. they already the yeah. dolphin. They've shown us pictures of the dolphin, So, yeah, it's going to be a ride kids. Uh, as far as Legion, I not much more to say about this episode it was pretty straightforward and we're getting ready for David's inevitable ride into the past, I guess. And, uh, being there's only like ten episodes, eight episodes maybe. I think it's only eight. The season, yeah. So I mean, that's it. So they they're gonna have to move the plot along at a rapid pace. And, uh, looks like they're they're doing that. But um, we got an Alice in Wonderland tea party, so that's always a bonus. We got a dance number, and we got Charlie Brown. So still, and I am, still I'm satisfying. Still satisfying. <laughs>
1: they do something different than in my head the only way they can end it is going to be very similar to the uh, St. Elsewhere ending where it's like just the the Marvel offices in the mid-90s
0: and they're like
1: telling you know talking about how they're going to tell this story about Legion and
0: that would be epic yeah and then they pan out and it's just David sitting there and we realize that even Marvel in the 90s is just in his head yeah yeah (laughs) Actually, get Scott Lobdell. Oh, You're uh... yeah. and hey, Kevitz is you know he'd probably do the fucking he'd do a cameo on this show in a heartbeat. You know yeah. Going by, he's very proud of this. When you read his stuff on uh, on Facebook and Twitter and stuff, he's poor bastard. Still gunning for that New Mutants movie too. He's like so proud of that. And I'm just like, I don't know if it's ever happening though. <laughs>
1: I'm real real curious about that I mean they've mentioned that they might just dump that onto Hulu
0: yeah which would probably be their best bet Uh, just you know eat the cost of the movie and you know fold it into the subscription stuff Uh, but yeah Uh, other things I I need to correct on Weekly Heroics that we probably promoted during the Endgame thing which came out very late but I, I was very proud of that podcast I thought we all did a great job on it um, that I think we said we were going to cover Swamp Thing, and we're huh. probably not going to cover Swamp Thing because it's already been canceled. I'm probably going to watch it. I don't even know if I want to watch it now because I'm like, Honeywell tells me it's... I'm only good thing. I know, and it's just like to know that it's already done. That's like when I had to go back and watch Firefly after watching Serenity first, the movie. You know, and I'm just like, all right, what's this show? You know, like, because I don't know, even how I ended up watching Serenity. I saw, like, ads for it and then rented it one night. I was like, wow, this is fucking great. There was a TV show about this? And so then I go back to the TV show and I'm like, there's only 13 episodes of this? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, I well, would... maybe the show sucked. And then I started watching it and I'm like, wait, the show doesn't suck. Uh, so, yeah, I'm in a quandary. I really want to watch some good Swamp Thing TV, but then I know that I'm going to want it to keep going on and it won't.
1: I would heavily push for the Hughes family to come back and finish uh, covering Titans because that was
0: uh, I know some yeah
1: great listening to that first episode with them talking about Titans
0: yeah I was I was looking forward to that I'm definitely not one to call out someone on not finishing something they started but um, <laughs> yeah yeah that was hilarious as hell with Christopher so yeah uh-huh. if maybe a little inappropriate I don't know yeah but I mean. <laughs> I just record and edit. I'm not making yep. any judgments when about the time. I... You know, when
1: your when your parent is in the room with you, it's a little bit different.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was yeah, about you know, I was
1: about his age when I first saw like Terminator and stuff like that. Right. Too. Yeah.
0: So yeah, yeah. Shit. One of my first R-rated movies is my mom took me and a bunch of my friends to Raging Bull because it was a box. You know, <laughs> heard it was a boxing story. I knew that we liked Rocky. You know, <laughs> sit, <laughs> sitting there right next to us is yeah. You know, That's funny. Joe Pesci's, or Robert De Niro's wife is yeah. talking about her brother's, his brother. Yeah, never mind. All right, so <laughs> we'll be back next week for Legion. you have any more thoughts yes, on that? Will. No, <laughs> I'm No. Uh, I'm enjoying the ride. Yeah, I'm say. hoping we can get Hero here soon, because I want to hear his thoughts and the measure of how far his jaw was on the floor during most of this. Uh, it's not quite a shot. You know, my... Tina, I think, might need a little therapy with the tardigrade uh, pig creature. Uh, Yeah. That was a little disturbing for her, as me, as it was me, but um, so far, yeah, uh, they're they're definitely keeping the weirdness factor again, so it gets the weirdness stamp of approval from Weekly Heroics, so you should continue watching it. Um, And yeah, I guess that's it. So we'll see you next week whenever next week gets here, but it will actually be next week for a change. So, yay! Bye, bye now. <laughs>